Hello, this is Paul McGann. And this is Jake McGann. And you and are you're listening, listening to, to Traveling the Vortex. Ding dong. Traveling the Vortex. Education and edification. We join the doctor as he travels the vortex. And that episode number 162. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm edified. I'm educated. I'm enlightened. We sound like we planned that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's going on? Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? (laughs) For a while. Then, I gave, up, awesome. then I gave up on the donkeys because they are now the donkeys again. <laughs> <laughs> I broke down and rooted for them because they are in our division, and I like I like El- I run I almost said Elway. I keep calling him Elway all night. Um, Eli, uh, not Eli, Peyton, the other Manning. Yeah, I like Peyton Manning a lot, and so I broke down and I decided to root for the, the donkeys, and I apparently picked the wrong team because they didn't show up. They were. Doomed from the start because Glenn chose to root for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. For all of you Broncos fans out Maybe there, Traveling the Vortex would like to apologize that Glenn decided so to take an interest in the Super next Bowl this year. season. I'll root for the Broncos and the Chiefs will beat them each time. Then, That's right? the theory. Okay. Yes. Right. I'll try that. Remind me. I will remind you. <laughs> I was at work, but we were kind of keeping tabs every now and then. I'd log on to Google. And, I'm you surprised know. you guys didn't just flip it on one of the TVs. Uh, I haven't figured out a way to do that yet. Uh, might not have cable. Yeah, food. I don't think they do. But every now and then we'd, we'd Google the score and we're like, geez Louise, are you kidding me? I, I can't, I'm sorry, Chrissy and, and Glenn, for that matter, I can't bring myself to root for the Broncos pretty much ever. Um, but I I didn't feel bad rooting for the Seahawks just because, well, they used to be in our division. So I, I well, rationalized it that that's, way. That's, that's a good point. Yay, somebody formerly of the AFC West is in this. I'm pretty embarrassed for Denver. That's pretty sad. Yeah. I think uh, what was most fun was watching the tweet stream as the game was winding down. (laughs) The best one was from Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, I I saw it on a retweet from somebody else, but Buffalo Wild Wings posted, uh, Sorry, fans, we don't have a button for this. <laughs> That's good. A thousand uh, points to that game. Yeah, absolutely. I saw somebody else tweet that um, maybe the power should go out and that would help the Broncos yeah, get it together. Know. Give them some time to. Let's not talk about that anymore. That was just. That was dismal. Half Life Show was pretty good. That was it. Or Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and Red, Red Hot, Hot Chili, Chili Peppers. It's an interesting combo. I thought the same thing going into it, but it was actually it was really good. good. Huh. It was really neat. And they got the, the sound guy, knew what he was doing this time. Yeah, oh, that's you could actually it. hear it. <laughs> no wardrobe malfunction? No, no wardrobe, wardrobe malfunctions. Well, well Anthony so, and, and Flea didn't have shirts, shirts on, on at all, so you want to call that a nip slip. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't come out and play in just socks right. again? No, no. <laughs> they weren't naked, let's give them that. Well, what else did you guys do? A lot of more playing Minecraft. <laughs> we got the Adipose to drop. Got the Adipose to drop in. Uh, yeah, I did Legacy. too. 
So I haven't got mine yet. <laughs> fun flicks with friends yeah, last night. We watched Planet, Planet of the, the Apes, Apes last night. That was fun. So now, Caitlin, Caitlin's a fan of Planet really? of the Apes. Really? Yeah. yeah. She watched with us, and I said, "We're doing flicks with friends tonight. We'll watch the Planet of the Apes." And she goes, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so she said, "I watch it." She was transfixed the whole time. And, there was a moment uh, when there was a like thirty minute chunk when Brittany just went radio silence yeah. because well, she I was, think so I, was I got I, I, I've all. seen it uh, probably half a dozen times and I still I was I totally get into it and I go, oh yeah we're tweeting along here so I, every once in a while I'd throw something out and then I go back <laughs> to watching it but I was enjoying watching Caitlin who was transfixed and that's then, awesome as soon as it was over she goes can we watch the next one <laughs> <laughs> yes but not tonight because <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning. That's so now I'm, recons- I'm reconsidering my stance of revisiting all of them now after we watching the first one. But I I counted it up. If we do it at the beginning of each month and do Rise at the beginning of July, we can get all of them in, not counting the crappy reboot, <laughs> before dawn. Or be- before, yeah, before dawn yeah, comes one, out. One a month, we can if do you that. watch it at night, you get it in before dawn. <laughs> it's true. I'm so mad. They join you guys. <laughs> Fun was had by all. Brittany hadn't seen it before. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah. And Michelle only seen it one other time. Yeah, and recently. Is. Yeah. Well, that's what Flex with Friends is all about. What's right? what? She, <laughs> we're we're that's educating, what, enlightening, and edifying our listeners to say, you need to watch this. <laughs> well, Brittany tweeted said, how much trouble I get into if I mentioned that I haven't seen this before. And I thought, you know, I kind of actually like introducing it's, them with Flix. Because you got to get their reactions as they go from people that you can't be there in the room with. So it's nice for them to be on Twitter. But then what, what happens is they get so transfixed on what they're watching <laughs> they that kind of get we get silent for a little while. And she did say... Although I kept watching Keith's tweets kept going. Because <laughs> he's seen it enough times. Yeah, he's, and he, he's making comments on everything. And he's giving little behind-the-scenes facts and tidbits. And, <laughs> I was playing Sean this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I'd have been that, too, because I've, I've seen it. I'm probably right with you on the first one. Not nearly as much on the rest of them, but on the first one, I think I've seen it probably, you know. I think the one that I haven't 20, seen. 20, 25 I think times. Beneath and Battle 4 are the two I haven't, I've seen the least. Escape would probably be my next most I, I think so, too. Yeah. I, I don't know why. That just has a great place in my heart. I like, I like Brittany did say that she... Uh, she didn't know the twist, the surprise. That's it's it's it's, it's, it's tough those, to not know at this point. It's ingrained it's, in pop culture it's, now. It's, yeah, that's like although Caitlin the Vader had, didn't know, but she figured it out. Really? Well, just I didn't. About, I never noticed yeah, until about, this time through. They they laid those hints very yeah, heavy in the beginning. About ten minutes before the end, she goes. Otherwise, she said, "This is Earth, isn't it?" I think it was in the cave when they were fighting. They found oh, the baby okay. doll and all that. And she goes, "This is Earth, isn't it?" And I said, "I don't know. You have to wait." She goes. I think I figured it out. This is Earth in the future. He didn't go anywhere. And they crash landed on the planet in the, in the future. And I said, we'll have to wait. <laughs> wow. So, of course, when she sees the statue of she goes, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, you did. She's got her mother's sensibility about her. Yeah, she, does. she really does. I watched Man of Steel again this week. Uh-oh. <laughs> So I still have all the same issues I had before. I couldn't. I, none of that was fixed. And, and you're wrong about there not being anybody in Metropolis. There were people everywhere that were being bombarded. And you're right that Smallville's even worse. I, I, I never. The Superman that I know would have taken the fight away from the city. 
All right. But besides that, because that's my issues with it last time, and we always had that problem, it hit me that there's no justification for Superman being here and being protector of Earth. And here's why. Oh, okay. I didn't because consider that. if I have a house and Joe comes and lives with me, my old college buddy comes and lives with me. He's living in my basement. And he brings in his mini fridge so that he can have his beer in his mini fridge. And it's this old rundown mini fridge. And then while he's living with me, he's training to be a firefighter. Then he becomes a firefighter, moves out, and leaves his old mini fridge, which then shorts out, catches my house on fire. He comes to my house and puts a fire out. He's a hero? That's what happened here. He gets sent to Earth. His dad sends him in a, in a spaceship. Zod filed, filed, follows him to Earth. If he hadn't come here, he wouldn't have had to have been protector of Earth. If he hadn't been sent here in the first place, and we're setting him up going, oh, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's protecting us. He's our hero. Zod and his crew would have never come to Earth because, he, number one, he would have never activated the spaceship, which is what brought them here in, in the first place, the, the one that was left here, the scout ship. The thing would have stepped there and been never been activated because even if we'd have found it, we wouldn't have, been able to we activate, could have activated yeah. it. There's no way they would have come to Earth to come terraform our planet and create their new Krypton here. And he brought the alien, uh, whatever, the, the Matrix, whatever he brought with him in, in, in his DNA. He brought them with him. No, I'm sorry. You brought the pe- the people here for evil. Just because you beat them up and killed them and drove them off into a black hole, you do not get to stay here and be protector. And you're not the hero. I'm sorry. That is horrible. And I didn't see it the first time. I saw it this time. That made the movie even worse this time. I don't have to read James's rebuttal now. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to praise the firefighter. Who burned my house down? <laughs> uh, preaching to the choir. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about Man Steve. Let's hope Batman's better. Uh, no, it won't be. Cast- no, I'm sure it won't. But did you hear news? the casting news? I'm for Superman. Too. I don't hate Jesse Eisen- Eisenberg, Eisenberg. Yeah. as Luther. I don't hate it. I'm a little leery, but I'm also intrigued. I think that might be interesting to see. It'll be a different take on it, that's for sure. I kind of, when I first saw the announcement, I thought, eh, I don't know. But then, as I thought about it, I thought, well, let's see where he goes with it. Although, then, I guess Ben Affleck was saying some stuff this week. I don't know what he said, but they were saying that he was making it even worse for him being Batman. (laughs) I'll have to find out what it was he said, but I thought, you know, why are you rocking the boat? People already don't like the idea of you being Batman. What are you doing? I'm not going to read it out, but the, 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 the last time we discussed Man of Steel, James wrote a two-page dissertation on why uh, <laughs> he was wrong and why he anticipated that you were going to be wrong. Because, as he put it, you're my kryptonite. It doesn't matter what I say. You're going to come down on the other side of it. <laughs> so he had it all set and ready to go to, to you know hit you with it. But you, you agreed with me this time, so I'm not going to go into it now. Got worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll read it later. <laughs> we st- we still talk about this when it works. <laughs> the, the equivalent of you know, Superman should be you know. You think you think of Superman, you think of America, and you think of red, white, and blue, and you think of uh, the you know. Oh yeah, you, the, the, the 
the, 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 Captain America. No, see, it doesn't get any more patriotic and, and good than, no. than that. Here's why. And everybody does. And here's why. Because they, in D.C., they wrote a comic called Red Sun. Well. And they set an Elseworld story, what happened if he landed Maybe. in the USSR. Yeah. And the reason why they wrote that is because Superman is red, white, and blue USA. And they wanted to give people a look at what would have happened had he been somewhere else. That's why everybody thinks of him as America. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I guess I've always just thought of him as alien. He's not from here. He's not American. Even in the movie, he says, I'm from Kansas. I, I, I Kansas. know what he I'm says. How more American can you get than that? Anyway. I don't know. I, it's, it's, the, the new one's one of those things that you try not to make those snap decisions. It would be like criticizing Peter Capaldi for being a horrible doctor, even though he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> so I'm trying really, really hard to refrain from that. But when you start to... They've already done. We've got something to judge from. That's just it. Is when you start to see these little, in my mind, mistakes, and then they kind of compound and compound and compound. When you compound, when you when you look at the fact that they got Eisenberg playing Lex Luthor, who I'm sorry, is not menacing. I want my Lex Luthor to be menacing. Jesse Eisenberg is not. I don't know. He might be able to pull off the unhinged. But how are they going to rewrite the character to accommodate that? The fact that you know there, there is a LexCorp already in existence in this universe, but we know that they're already in oil and they've got billboards and all this kind of stuff because of what happened in Man of Steel. He did all that when he was when four. I, 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 had, I had <laughs> did he inherit the company? That, I mean, that's that's yeah. They reach they're, so they're changing his origin story then to accommodate that. Second, well, and I'm not a comic book geek, and I know that. Then there's the Wonder Woman. Bad casting. Then there's Batfleck, bad cat. You, you start to look at all these things piling up, and you're like, "This is going to be a train wreck." I'm just. Uh, I'm the problem really is they're like, trying. Why is Wonder Woman bad casting? She's not Wonder Woman mm. in any way, shape, or form. Wonder Maybe Woman. not shape, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, I'm serious, and no, I, 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 but I don't need a bosomy. Well, I'm not even I don't talking. Need a bosomy, I'm uh, not even talking over. that. I'm, I'm talking about somebody who who. She, Wonder Woman should not be stick figure supermodel, you know, and that that's what should they not cast. be Supergirl. Yeah, well, not even that. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't I, know. I, that I'm, one I'm kind of reserving judgment for. But I'm not impressed so far. I was a little again. I've been Sith a little leery about everything that's been announced. But anyway, yeah, Marvel's doing it right regardless. Yeah, Winter Soldier looks incredible. Um, I didn't see Guardians the of the Galaxy, though. On the other hand, I'm a little. Oh, I wish! I really wish there was a trailer for it. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I'm a little leery of that. Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know that much incredible. about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm really excited for it. There's a, rock, there's a raccoon and a talking tree. I'm there. It looks why ridiculous. Not? That's <laughs> why I'm looking forward to it. They said yeah. it's going to be it's going to be the Green Lantern, but not but they have the human characters. They, well, they, all the other guys. Well, no, there is there is a human. They left the raccoon out of. Green oh, Lantern on purpose, yeah. Of wait, a Green Lantern. Of Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Green Lantern has a raccoon too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. I can't know his name. Chip. <laughs> That's his name. It's spelled C H P. I think uh, apostrophe P. But they have a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> this this just in. J J Abrams is holding casting for Jax. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jackson. Why yeah, do you keep guy. saying Jax? I abbreviate it's it. Jackson because he's got an X in his name. Make it cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> is the Green Rabbit from Marvel? Okay. Yeah, I, I know we, were, we, we, okay. we we discussed we're it. I'm just, just making yeah. sure that we we've covered that on the podcast. Okay, before. we gave a reference point last week. Then okay. 
Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, we, we, let's get off this Man of Steel. Uh, did you guys do anything else this week? Exciting, fun? Got a couple more vinyl figures. Four and eleven, if you saw. Speaking of, I finally you started the uh, photo challenge book, book, yeah, book titles. Yeah, started that challenge. today. Oh, there's books. ABC it started yesterday. Book titles. Oh, I'm, I'm not today. too far behind then. Yeah, ABC is a book titles, huh? C is starting in uh, like 50, 49 minutes. Our time. Is it already February 3rd almost? Yeah, it is. Lord. Groundhog saw a shatter today. Yeah. Again. So. <laughs> Six more <laughs> weeks of winter. One of my kids at work looked at me and he says, I'm just really amazed that they could, you know, tame that thing to not run off. Because <laughs> if I got yanked out of my house every year, I'd, I'd just move. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm pr- I, I don't know. I've never been. I'm pretty sure they probably keep Pakistani Phil in a cage and bring him out and put him in the thing. Stop before, you know. Yeah. Really? He made an appearance yeah. at several schools, like, last week. But yeah, he's got to make the rounds before time, yeah. beforehand. That way you know Groundhog's Day is coming. <laughs> and he followed it up with... He's got to be really old by this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a racket anyway. I love the fact that it's if he sees his Public shadow, it's six <laughs> more six is. more weeks of winter. And if he doesn't see his shadow, the, spring is right around the corner. The idea of that is probably so in six weeks, but we just don't say it. Yeah, and then the idea is backwards. That's what Kay, uh, Caitlin was like. Wait a minute. If he sees his shadow, there's more winter. Yeah, I mean the sun shining. I think the idea is like the farmers' farmers' almanac is that if the sun is out that early in the winter, you've probably got more winter to deal with. If the sun's not out, you're probably looking for sunshine soon. Okay, but but the the whole spring is right around the corner. Well, that could be right around the corner in six weeks. (laughs) It's just (laughs) stupid. And what was it, Kyle? No, not Kyle. Matt last year, I think, when this came about, said the last. Four seasons that they did. Punk's uh, time field was wrong the last four times. <laughs> well, I'm surprised the majority it's that short of, of a streak. streak. Anyway, we predicted an early spring last year, and we had snow in May. So yeah, we did get snow in May. <laughs> Somebody shoot the groundhog. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> time to get a new, a new one. All right. Anything new, else this week? New weather. We, we, see, we sound like we're reaching for things to talk about. If we're not, let's there was move something on else I was I was going to mention. But I don't remember what now. Speaking of, I finally looked at the box on those vinyl figs, and the, the two that I'm missing, the two and the six, are the ones that they're that they're the rarest. They're like a one in twenty versus oh, the are they two and <laughs> twenty for everybody else? It's like man, but I yeah, just go on eBay. I, I may know where some other figures are in that allotment if you want to come in. <laughs> I kind of opened most of them. I, 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 oh, did you do more than just the two? God, yes. <laughs> I started getting angry. I couldn't stop ripping open boxes and then taping them back up. Okay, really <laughs> the boss is going to come in tomorrow and go, what the hell? <laughs> well, at least you'd open the bag for No, I opened that too. What? Oh, yeah, I, I, I violated the Did you find one. another eight? No, I didn't find another eight. He's, uh, one, of, he's one of the rare ones. He's in that, that same... I think I'm not going to be getting the name. Then. He's in that same mix. Sarah and I have been watching Being Human. It's really good. Being Human, okay. Being Human. Being Human. Is this the robot cop movie? No, uh, this, is, this is the ghost, werewolf, and vampire UK show. Oh, yeah, the UK one's not bad. I remember you guys talking about it, and you guys, like, got two episodes in, were like, meh. And it sounded like because you guys watched the unaired pilot first. We, we watched, I want to say we watched the whole first season. 
the unheard pilot definitely is different because it's, it's, well, it's different. Uh, aside different from George, it's <laughs> yeah, it's an entirely different cast. cast. Um, the premise is cool. The it's, problem that I had with it a, is George because every episode apparently takes place exactly one month later because it's always a full moon <laughs> and the werewolf is well, transforming. The it's like you didn't one... know this was coming. Mark it on your calendar. There's an app for that. Put a red circle on the wall. Don't go outside today. We, we just watched episode four and he didn't transform in episode four. It's the only one in the season where he doesn't. I guarantee you. Every episode he transforms. <laughs> and he's whiny about it. I mean, I understand... Great, an angsty werewolf. Well, I understand there's a traumatic physiological change happening. Money wines! We need this. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> and then the ghost is stupid. We're really liking it. I don't she, know she, uh, Keep going. You must have some foresight. She keep going. I've heard she, that once they leave the show, it's not good, though. Oh, they leave? Yeah, they know. leave and new people come on. They pull a misfits with it. So the show is a vampire, werewolf, and a ghost live oh, together. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't the uh, cast of Misfits I'm going to stay with? <laughs> no. Oh, Spoilers. But, but, okay. <laughs> I'm already not liking it, so I'm thinking, okay, the oh, more I watch it, like it, then yeah. if you don't You're like not, it, yeah. How, how far in are you? Uh, I think I'm on the fourth or fifth episode. There's only okay. six episodes in the season. Oh, I'm almost, almost done. Then. And you're not liking it? No. Then no, don't continue. No, no, yeah. Yeah. No you're you're going to get more of the same. And if you're not uh, liking it now, don't bother with it. Although I do think some of the storytelling they did gets that with a little skins too. better. They changed the cast after yeah. the seasons. Uh, well, one of the guys in Misfits leaves after season, in the season two. Two people end up, leave at the end of season four. No, three. For Isn't which one? In the, uh, Misfits. The end of season four. Or no, at the end of season three. When we start season four, there's only one guy left from the original cast, and then halfway through season four, he leaves, and that's when we just were kind of like, that's, okay. yeah, that's when we stopped watching it because the one guy leaves at the end of two. Well, no, yeah, the, ba- the bad side and three is still. So good, I don't want to spoil this too much for you, but it sounds like you're going to quit anyways. Probably. The bad part of it is that they just unceremoniously leave for him at least at the end of season two. He just start the next season and he's gone. Well, they drop a line of he's not here and that's it. If you watch the the Christmas special though, that kind of fell in between that. Yeah, that at but, least explains where why he went where he went. But, but, but they didn't do enough of a setup to. No, they didn't. It, it was as abrupt as Romana leaving. It was. It was just well, see you later. <laughs> you didn't even get that because that happened off screen. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, if you're not liking it, don't continue. Okay. But yeah, being being human, like I said, the ghost is stupid. She makes really really poor decisions. And the vampire is the one that I'm really... He's He's got really, like a really cool arc because there's other vampires and they're in positions of power and they're getting ready to stage a coup and actually start taking over the world. And he's like, whoa, 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 we don't do that, you know. But he's stuck in his flat with his werewolf and his... He's got all this personal drama going on trying to be human. Meanwhile, the vampires oh, are rising up taking human. over. Yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's <laughs> I got, yeah, okay. I got the concept. <laughs> Get it? I just I they, they just nailed it home several times in the first uh, like, oh, three they? episodes of <laughs> so this like pow. Gets us why we called this. Because it's almost it almost does it heavier in like two and three. <laughs> like people watch the first episode and we're like, why is it called being human? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. It's not about humans. We're really liking it. I don't We'll see if we continue to like Let it. me know, because, yeah, after... after we, uh, I want to say we got the whole one, first one, season knocked out, and then we were just like, eh. One of the ladies at Sarah's work is the one who encouraged her to watch it, and she really liked it all the way up until, like, all they all them left. I've heard the U.S. version is I, I tried horrible. the U.S. version. It's not... Uh, 
That was long ago, so yeah, it wasn't that very was good. On Siffy, wasn't it? It's still on Siffy. It's still on Siffy. It's, it's, still it's outperformed the British one, I think. It's got yeah, more it's, seasons it's got, now. You know, yeah, at least more seasons. It's The Office. But <laughs> also, and more episodes since they did longer seasons. There's one we got in at work. I wish I could remember the name of it now. It's a, it's another BBC drama, and um, it sounded really cool. It's about a uh, this kid, and he commits suicide. And then there's a zombie apocalypse, and he comes back, and he's really kind of pissed off about it because it defeated the purpose of oh. you know offing himself in the first place. And so now he's got to kind of go back home and deal with his family, who's angry at him, and you know what the hell in the and, flesh. Yeah, I think that might have been. The I name heard of great it. things about that. It just—it looked like it really had a really intriguing for a zombie, you uh-huh. know, because like zombies are. Meh. Um, but the tagline on it was genius from uh, whichever reviewer talked about. It. He says, "You know, zombies are hot right now, but leave it to the British to make them intelligent." And I thought, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much sums up where I'm kind of at with zombies right now. I'm so kind of done with that genre in general. But this one sounded like it could be kind of cool. Yeah, I heard really good things about it. And it's like a really short season too. Yeah, it's well, it's another one of those that you know. Six and over, but so let's it. move on to news. News. Uh, we got a costume reveal. <laughs> that wasn't big news at all. No. <laughs> Had you seen the costume before they revealed it? Hours after we got done talking <laughs> on our podcast last week. Oh, here's some news. Right? Like, Not even <laughs> a full we're day. To, we're gonna have to move our recording nights to Monday nights. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, we just need to do that. Sunday's not working, guys. Okay, so that's good. I like it. Glenn, I'm I, I'm I'm lukewarm about it. Uh, I don't hate it, but it I'm interested doesn't. to see if it's more of a vest underneath or a cardigan. Vest. I, I kind of hope for um, a little more quirk. I don't even know if I wanted more quirk. I just wanted more of a movement away from the tails. Yeah, or, or just it looks it looks very much like. Matt's purple outfit. That's the problem. It just I wanted black to move a little it. further away from... It's not even black. It's actually blue. It's very dark blue. It? It's I like dark blue. Somebody, and black pants. I like blue. the wingtips, though. They're blue. Are they blue? Yep. Somebody <laughs> said that Capaldi looks like a magician. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and the stance that they have him with, with the red lining of the code, is very mm-hmm. reminiscent of three. Well, and then he's doing the... And did, 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 did you see beans almost Spider-Man? All the memes that are out already. All the of photoshoppers yeah. that came in. I retweeted all of them. The, the did you of. see the, the gif where he's doing the, the pelvic thrust? Pelvic thrust. That's great. The because um, the, there was the magician one. There was the him throwing a yo-yo at the screen. There was him throwing. Um, tasseled sombreros. <laughs> I haven't seen some of those. The one I like the least is them. They have him doing gangum. Mm. No. Him, him holding the severed head of Matt Smith. I haven't seen that. Oh one. wow! Don't want to. <laughs> um, it just it one after another after another. But my all, my absolute favorite was uh, called uh, Peterception, Peter Puppetception, and it's him standing there and he's holding strings. Like marionette strings attached to a miniature Peter Capaldi <laughs> in the same pose, who's holding strings attached to a miniature Peter Capaldi. <laughs> it's like the best things ever. It's like, you guys are awesome. I was having a good time with that. It was just one after another, after another, after another. They did not stop coming. 
and it was it, uh, the good thing was that for as much fun as they were poking, you could tell that everybody was poking in good natured fun as opposed to I hate this costume. Here's what I think of it. You know, yeah, I mean, it was right. just they were having a good time with it. So. <laughs> At least we have new pictures and new pose as opposed to the one with his hand in front of his face. Yeah, that's true. And you can pre-order season eight already. <laughs> God. Not even realized. Oh, that's good. I like that one. Oh yeah, I saw. I've seen that yeah, one. I haven't seen that one. That's really good. Yeah. The, right, uh, again, the, we're gonna look at pictures. The, the, we the, can't the, see. The so comments on can't the see. Uh, season eight review. Twitter. Let's let's feed. do that later, so we're not tempted to leave <laughs> the Why? listener out again. Um, so the comments on the season eight review were phenomenal. No, Did you read the, the comments, Amazon, the Amazon comments. Oh, there's comments. There's on already comments on about how it. awesome season eight is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I saw somebody said I ordered this yesterday and it showed up six months ago. <laughs> uh, and then our last bit of news, which Rather Keith and I stumbled fitting. by. Well, Keith stumbled upon this tonight. It's pretty interesting. Uh, Charlotte Pollard Series 1 now available for pre-order from Big Finish. Tell me more. She's traveled with the 8th Doctor and the 6th Doctor, and now she is going it alone. Charlotte Pollard, played by the ever-magnificent in the official returns in May for her own series, and you can pre-order it now. Um, I don't know if I want to read too much of this because it might give spoilers. Uh, the Adventures... Adventurous is abroad once more, meeting lost expeditions in uncharted forests, solving enigmas, and hoping beyond hope to see people she misses most, her family. But Charlie cannot run forever. The Virens. I think that's how you say that. No, the power of the lamented cipher, and they have a solution for everything. Starring India Fisher, Michael Maloney as the Virens, Luis Brealey as Millicent, and a couple more guests who are keeping under their sleeves. If you don't recognize the name, Luis Brealey plays Molly Hooper in Sherlock. Molly, the lab tech. Yes. Oh. No, I didn't recognize the name. Uh, four new adventures come and a bonus disc coming out. Uh, I don't see a price, but exciting. That's Very pretty. Cool. If you like, that's neat. <laughs> it's exciting if you like Charlie. Yeah. A pre-ordered price for the disc is forty seventy-three twenty for digital. That's for all four. For all four yeah, yeah. stories. You don't, do you get the bonus disc material if you order digitally? Hmm. I would think so. Yeah, because you're helping Big Finish by ordering it digitally. <laughs> you don't have to press as many discs. Makes it a bit cheaper. Yes. All right. That's good. it for news. Very good. Well, then let's move on to feedback. First up in feedback is Lisa. Lisa writes, comment, question, hello, fellow travelers in the vortex. Thoughts on the... On the Doctor Fashion Police Edition. <laughs> Apparently, Mr. Campaldi and company have been listening because you can't miss the Doc Martens number 12 is sporting in the official outfit photos. But they, to that, they have added a red line crombie business on the outside, party on the inside. Double snap on that. <laughs> I can't say how middle age madness he looks. For those who don't know, his band called Madness and their style. They are London's house band, seven smartly dressed men who have been doing their thing for 35 years now. On a serious thought, Capaldi has 
rated Suggs and Cha's Closet. Cheers! <laughs> that rude boy... That the rude boy doctor is being followed by a semi-suede uh, head, middle-aged nutty boy look is more than fine by me. Scott and Maud are my thing. Will American men get out there? Get out of there? I'm waiting to grow into my t-shirt and shorts like a young poor kid uniform? Doubtful. Today, I don't care because a new doctor is rocking some Doc Martens. Put me in the mood, so I slipped on one of my pair of DM boots, turned on Madness's night boat to Cairo, that is optional, and dreamt of the TARDIS de- depositing me on stage to dance with Maddie's as they bring down the house with the best closing song ever. I'm hoping the TARDIS gets an earworm, picks up Suggs, Chaz, Mike, and the rest of the band, and takes them on a trip through London's past, bringing to life Madness's masterpiece, The Liberty of Norton there was a part of this was a part of London that until recently London a thousand year old city and everything being relative and all had their own government it's where all the interesting people went to do business and whatnot. so kind of a music so kind of sort of musical touring an area of London over time because the TARDIS has taken shine to any one of these good looking sharp dressed men and just keep showing up at the same place at different times, and their time is not just... is just plain funny to me. <laughs> like Rory being the pretty one and the doctor's wife. <laughs> I am a fan of both the band and the doctor, having greatly having arrived nearly simultaneously in the States from the UK and rescuing me from my friends from bad TV. <laughs> and my friends from bad TV. Worst music and terrible hair and clothing styles for men. So the day we have Spinal Tap dressed doctor has been put off yet again. Take that, headbangers. Oops, I didn't mean to gloat. (laughs) Very much enjoying the reviews of uh, alt-doctor material. Take care, everyone, and get your dancing boots. We're headed for a ride. Lisa. (laughs) I suppose it's probably fitting that Capaldi sort of chose the style based on some of his past with uh, his band and everything else. So, very cool. Thank you, Lisa. So now I have to look up uh, Madness, huh? You'll have to look up Madness. Huh? I, I want to say I know one of their songs. I, I think I have a hole in my uh, my music uh, edification. <laughs> well, particularly look for uh, Nightboat to Cairo. Apparently I need to. All right, next up is Rachel. Rachel writes, feedback submitted. Hello, Vortex Gang. Warning, rambling ahead. First, Allison's, I think it was Allison, comment questioned about watching Classic Who and whether it's a chore. It's funny because this particular topic was discussed on one of the panels I was... On one of the panels I was one during... On, I think is what I'm... Sorry. Uh, One of the panels I was on during Chicago Tardis called Fandom Culture Clash. In my own experience, I started watching whatever stories were available on Netflix, which barely scratched the surface, but I figured it was a good place to start. Once I got through those, I realized that I still hadn't seen the TV movie or anything with Colin Baker's Doctor. So I watched the TV movie and then The Twin Dilemma. Probably not the best choice to get started <laughs> to introduce six. I don't know. Start at the beginning. <laughs> but what can you do? You get the worst out of the way first. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. You still haven't seen uh, it. From all <laughs> but accounts. But it's coming up. <laughs> Um, 
if not the worst in Doctor Who history, it's at least it's the, the worst, worst in Colin's six, six, yeah, Colin's six, uh, yeah, six Doctors era. But what can you do? But then I saw comments online. Though I'm not sure about Trial of a Time Lord, intrigued, I watched the whole thing, and by the end, Six and his brightly colored coat had weaseled their way into my heart. And then I found you guys and jumped into Friday Night Who, and you were watching Trial, so I got to see it a second time, which then reinforced that, yes, this doctor was awesome, and now Colin Baker is my doctor. Hmm. I guess this feedback actually ties into Holly's feedback as well. (laughs) Considering Christopher Eccleston's doctor was the first I saw, he does hold a spot in my heart. And I love David Tennant's doctor as well. But at the end of the day, Colin is it. I digress. If you're introducing someone to Classic Who, I don't think I would start them with an unearthly child and have the main line. In my husband's case, I know what he likes, and based on his likes, I thought he'd enjoy Pertwee's Doctor. And I was right. So if you're friends with a new person to Classic Who, and I'm, and I'm familiar with the Doctors and their stories, introduce them to a story or Doctor based on things they like. I would say pick a story that is considered good or best, but as we've learned from the podcast, that can be subjective. But I think with the right doctor and story stories that everyone can find something in classic who they like. The uh, Talon's comment there was hers and not mine. But it is ours, too. But it is ours, too. (laughs) Anywho, I think my rambling makes sense. At least I hope so. If not, I blame it on my brain being frozen due to the never-ending winter here in the Midwest. (laughs) As of right now, we're looking at getting another 47 inches in the next couple of days. Sounds like we're going to join you on that one. Rachel. P.S. I was fortunate enough to see Dr. Phil perform Friday night, and I was quite impressed and enjoyed it immensely. If you ever get the chance to see him and his group, do it. I saw the pictures that you took uh, yeah. with him, so looks like it was quite fun. Him, and you got to hold his bass. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you going my, there? My, my, I, why are you, I, why, I, I, why did, would your mind I, even I, go there? I mean, didn't it's mean a, to go a there. Bass? But it just it's a, in it's my his head. bass. It's, or cello, whatever it was. I think it was a child. Um, yeah, speaking cello. of cold. She called it uh, his baby. His baby. Speaking of cold, I wanted to let you guys know that I Facebooked um, Brenda, because uh, she's down in Atlanta, who yeah. had that horrible <laughs> snowmageddon thing going on. Which is funny, because we got as much snow here last night. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't shut down the city, but we're used to we're, it. We're used so, to yeah, it. They, I don't, mean, they don't get that. They I don't get that. Well, and, and I, I, from what I understand, it was actually they had two inches of ice that held, that fell first, and then there was an inch of snow on top of that, which is what caused all the, you know, when the weathermen were like, oh, you should go home now, and Everybody did. Well, that's the problem. Um, Everyone got on the highway at once. So, you know, massive gridlock, people sleeping in CSVs. I I loved all the photoshopped covers of the first season of Walking Dead. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's eerie. That's exactly what it looked like, (laughs) you know. Except it was both sides of the highway, I think. But um, at any rate, uh, I, I did Facebook, Brenda, and she is fine. She actually apparently was uh, feeling a little under the weather and called in and rode out the storm at home. So ah. she had a fire oh. going and soup and uh, had all kinds of things oh, to good. keep her occupied. Oh, and good, and good. Uh, she's she's doing well. So, uh, Brenda, we just wanted to throw out a... Uh, we're thinking of you. Hope everything's still going okay down there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very good. Well, for those racking their brains trying to think of that madness song, you know, it's our house. In the middle of our street? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. I had, that hadn't even occurred to me. That's, yeah, that's the song. That's right. I knew yeah. I knew one of their songs, uh, and that's it. In the, in the middle, middle of our street. street. Uh, All right. Dun, 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 Next up dun. is Chrissy. Yes. And Chrissy writes, Every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed Time Lord. Dear Vortex Boys, 
I'm sending this one in early. I doubt I'll be able to peel myself away from the Super Bowl on Sunday, so no football commentary for me this week. And I can hear Keith's cheering all the way from Saturday morning. <laughs> hey, I actually watched this time. Uh, for the commercials. <laughs> so? I absorbed some of the game I'm sure you through did. osmosis. <laughs> Whenever I looked up occasionally from Doctor Who Legacy. <laughs> I'm going to get a little emotional for a second. Right before Christmas, one of my dad's business partners asked me to come work in his internet sales department. Dad said it's because our our family side of the business deal is going to be taking on more responsibility in this particular area. Nothing's finalized yet, but it's still kind of on the down low, and there are parts of it I don't even understand. And it's just a really long and incredibly boring story. (laughs) This new job, or this time of year, it's really slow at the library, and I'm not getting a lot of hours, so I said yes. Well, this new job is a lot different from anything I've ever done, and it's been tough on me to finally, or to, to really get find my feet with it. It's taken a lot of stress and energy for me to deal with it. On top of that, I had to get the accelerator in my car replaced and took forever to get done, and tempers have been running high because of it, mostly my own temper. That'd be alternator. What'd I say? Accelerator. Oh, it is the alternator, yeah. Well, yes. That's even worse. <laughs> the accelerator program. That would be the engine. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. The accelerator is a pedal, isn't it? <laughs> I just thought it was a pedal. It was a pedal. There's a pedal broken. Yeah, that would cause a lot of problems too. <laughs> it is against the back. one of those models where you have to put your feet down and run really fast. It is against the backdrop that I made the decision. That backdrop that I made the decision not to go to Galley this year, even though it would be tough. From excuse me, even though it would be a much needed break, and I really didn't want to back out. But last week, when Glenn relayed the message that I wasn't going, and Sean and Keith reacted the way you guys did, particularly Sean, well, I was really touched by your concern and that I would be missed at Galley. I was listening to the podcast right in the midst of all the chaos going on last week, trying to find a few moments of sanity. I might have gotten a little teary at Sean's joke about starting a Kickstarter for me to go to the con, to get to the con. I just wanted to let you guys know that even though it was a little thing, and I'd probably, and I'm probably kind of stupid for getting emotional about it, I really appreciated your kind words. I am happy to report that I'm getting the hang of this new job, and I'm understanding my role better within the organization. I haven't quit the library, and I don't have any intentions of doing so in the foreseeable future. And my car is running fine. Though my bank account is pitiful, (laughs) hopefully that will change with time. Anyway, it's just one more example of the wonderful group of friends that has grown around this podcast, and I appreciate that we look out for each other, even if it's just sending encouraging words over the Internet. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we could help in our small way. Okay, enough schmaltz. The Twelfth Doctor has a new costume, and he's been spotted out filming in it. Personally, I think it looks fantastic. People have talked about it being reminiscent of Pertwee or Eccleston or even Hartnell, which I can kind of see if I squint and look at it sideways. (laughs) Personally, I love it. It's sleek and classy, and it just seems to fit the character, which is a weird thing to say since we don't know what kind of character the Twelfth Doctor is going to be. Yet. Have any of you seen the show Person of Interest? One of the main characters, John Reese, is a mysterious action hero type guy who shows up to help people out of tough situations. Think of Jack Bauer as an even more rogue element. Jack Bauer? Really? Okay. 
<laughs> That's not how I think of Jack Bauer. But okay, sorry. Um, think of Jack Bauer as an even more rogue element. And he always wears a black suit and white shirt. It's kind of his trademark. People whisper about the man in the suit who saves people and then disappears. Capaldi's outfit kind of reminded me of that. I doubt that anyone thought of that when they were deciding on Twelve's look, but the connection I made, and that's the connection I made, and I think it's kind of fitting. Pun not intended. It's kind of fitting. Yeah, it's good. Um, also, I don't know if any of you have seen fan- footage from the filming that's been done, but I'm even more excited for Series 8, and I won't go into details in case you want to stay spoiler-free. I usually don't seek out reports, but... The day I found it, I kind of didn't care. (laughs) It's funny because up to this point, I know the Doctor has regenerated and Matt Smith is gone and Peter Capaldi is the Doctor now. But that's all logical thinking in my head. But my emotional thinking is my heart still hadn't let go of Eleven. It's not that I don't like Capaldi or I don't think he'll do a good job. You have been reading my feedback (laughs) on the subject, right? But... Somewhere deep down, I still keep thinking of Matt Smith as the doctor. Good, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and then I'd remember that Eleven was gone, and I had have really, and I haven't really seen much of Twelve. So it's kind of felt like there was no Doctor at all. It's weird where my brain goes with this, but seeing Peter Capaldi in the new outfit and pictures of it of him in it, the outfit fil- uh, in that outfit filming outside the TARDIS with Clara, it's starting to sink in that this is really real that we actually do have a doctor and that the character is in terrific hands and things are going to be fine. That's, I, I, I certainly haven't had that perspective at all, but I want to comment on that because that's interesting to hear that because I think that's kind of maybe where a lot of people might be coming from when they see It's, make, it's definitely things. making it more it's real. Putting it, and I wonder if that's calculated from the production staff and the promotions department to kind of let these things out so that we can, get, again, get used to Just like well, they telling were, us who uh, the next Doctor was going to be like six months ago yeah. to this point of just kind of letting it out <coughs> a little bit at a time, allowing people to get used to the idea of, of Well, I think Peter. also there's been a lot of non-BBC set pictures. And so the, the move to release the costume is very calculated because the next day, we saw pictures of him filming on the set. Yeah. On the set, yeah. and so they knew they couldn't keep those pictures from can't getting keep the out. genie in the bottle, but you can control it. So yeah, yeah, they they definitely released the costume in advance, knowing that. She goes on to write, "Man, I'm even more tangential than the three of you usually are. Sorry <laughs> about that, but here's my review of this week's big finish." Scaredy cat. When I looked at my download and I saw that it was shorter than usual, I thought that my copy had been corrupted or something. But no, this story really is that short, and that's all it needs. It's like they trimmed out all the excess running around and gave us the bare bones of the story, which I don't think Big Finish is really prone to doing a lot of that unnecessary running around in general. It's an interesting idea to visit a planet totally kept free of human intervention, which begs the question, how do you really get to get to see a planet that's totally free of human intervention and still say that it's free of human intervention? Don't they have... Don't think too hard about that. Your head starts to hurt. (laughs) Still, I can't fault the refugees who landed there all those years before and needed a place to live. I do like the timey-wimey aspect of it and the doctor being able to find out what originally happened with the little girl and the spirit of the planet millions of years before the scientific expedition started. Brings to mind the tenth doctor telling River Song, I'm a time traveler. I point and laugh at archaeologists. (laughs) That's a good point. 
Other lives. It's Doctor Who meets Freaky Friday. Except they don't actually switch bodies and the French diplomats go missing and the doctor is mistaken for some lady's <laughs> husband. Okay, actually, it's nothing like Freaky Friday. Maybe the parent trap. A little? <laughs> I really enjoyed this one, even though there are some dark themes here. Chris being imprisoned as a sideshow freak and Charlie being mistaken for a lady of ill repute and the doctor <laughs> having to help a family in danger of losing their home because their uncle's a twit. I actually thought there was some humor underneath all the peril. It's an interesting way of doing a historical piece, which it took me a while to realize that it was a pure historical, other than the French diplomats taking off in the TARDIS, because Team TARDIS gets so wrapped up in historical events. It's kind of the same, it's kind of in the same vein as the Romans, a dark comedy meeting famous historical figures, meddling in small events that turn out to be okay in the long run. Very enjoyable story and one I'm sure to listen to again. Well, I'm off to do some reading in preparation for your reviews over the Gallifrey weekend. I have already read Harvest Time, but I probably ought to look it over again to refresh my memory. Having a good week. Have no, excuse week. me. Have a good week and stay safe out in the winter weather. That includes you, Dr. Phil. What have you been thinking driving in a whiteout? <laughs> She's from Chicago. He's used to whiteouts. Speaking of winter weather, Utah finally got some. And it's very strange indeed when places like Georgia and Florida are getting snow and Utah is clear as a bell. Well, as clear as we can as clear as we can get in this stinking inversion. And if you're really experienced oh, if you've never experienced inversion, all you people in the flatlands of Kansas consider yourselves luckily. Luck, lucky. I'm almost there. <laughs> Google it and you'll understand. As much as I love living in my mountain valley. Sometimes it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Bye for now, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. I've um, never heard of that term. Um, shoot, I was going to comment about later. something and I forgot what I was going to say. <clears throat> Maybe it'll come back to me. Oh, uh, were you? are you doing harvest time? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> 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 like... Is that That's not me, but I didn't remember you saying harvest time. But okay, all right, we're good. I don't think I said it. I just said, here, this is what I'm going to oh, do. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I knew I wasn't doing harvest time, and she said that. I thought, maybe that's Keith, but I don't remember Keith <laughs> picking that book either. But, okay. So sure. which one are you doing? Um, I'm doing the Resurrection Cast. Oh, him? Yeah. I'm doing I, Resurrection you're Cast. Doing resu- yeah. yours He's is doing Resurrection Cast. Tenth Doctor story? It is Tenth Doctor story. And, and yours is third? Yes. Yes, okay. Spiral Scratch, which is a sixth doctor. I figured since I'll be. Oh, that's fitting. Yeah. By Gary Russell. (laughs) All right. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Up next is Holly. Holly writes Scaredy Cat and Other Lives. Hey guys, seems like deja vu yet again. I'm really hating this polar vortex that decided to make another swing by my neck of the woods Mm -hmm. and others. So I got another two days off from school, which will be making up. By going a bit longer in June. So what did I do? Pretty much the same thing as last time I had two days off off because of the cold. Played some Doctor Who Legacy, listened to some Big Finish audios, read a bit, and even went back and listened to some older Traveling the Vortex oh podcasts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let me preface The warmer the- of the two vortexes. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying that before my Christmas break from school, I decided to go back and re- and listen slash re-listen to the beginnings of the Eighth Doctor Big Finish main audio main range audios. I wanted to go back and listen to what you guys thought about them. 
really cool going back and listening to Charlie meeting the doctor for the first time and the political stuff with Romana and the CIA right before heading into that divergent universe was fun. Right now I'm up to the Twilight Kingdom, which is the audio before I joined on the Divergent Universe. Now onto the big finish audios that are on the docket for the show. Well, she's almost back around to catching up to herself, because right yes. she started in the Divergent Universe. That sounds she's right. into the audio before she joined in the Divergent. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're almost you, there. Yeah, you've you've powered almost, through. You almost caught up to everything <laughs> that we're doing then. We've done. Uh, Scaredy Cat. Hopefully you agreed with us that, well, the early ones were a little better than <laughs> some of the Divergent stuff. But. <coughs> Scaredy Cat. An interesting story to say the least. For a while there, I thought Flood was going to be revealed as the master with all his mind control tricks. I was breathing a sigh of relief somewhat to find out it was just the ex- from the experiments that Flood went through. Carissa's schemes, the scenes with the with Flood were powerful, and I was so glad that the Doctor wasn't too badly hurt when he was shot by Carriz. The only thing that had me scratching my head was why Galena kept chanting Scaredy Cat. There really wasn't much of a mention as to why, unless it was just her way of pointing out that Flood and the others were scared of certain things and just not admitting them. Other lives! The Doctor and Charlie get to go exploring at the Crystal Palace and Cariz has to get left behind. You'd, you'd think that there would be some sort of mini chameleon circuit or a shimmer device like the ones the Vinacci, Vinbachi. Vinbachi had to disguise their true nature floating around somewhere in the TARDIS. But then again, someone needed to stay behind to make sure that the TARDIS doesn't get towed or sold to someone for decorative purposes. <laughs> I can say that the Zachary... Zachary, yeah, uh, started to get on my nerves the first couple of minutes into his introduction. <laughs> I so too. Loved the scene between Charlie and the Duke of Wellington the first time they met. That they met. Interesting twist with the Doctor, Charlie, and Carriz having doubles in the same time period that they traveled to. All in all, two pretty good audio stories. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone thought everyone's thoughts on these two stories. Holly from Wisconsin. Very good. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Well, let's head into our reviews of both uh, these audio stories, starting with Scary Cat. Death walks on Erenda. A thousand and a thousand years ago, the people of Kaludar vowed to never set foot on their sister planet. While the Eighth Doctor does not intend to break the law, his companions have their own demons to grapple with. Dun dun dun! It was it's good. That's kind of where yeah. it's coming down. But it's, I wanted to get another opinion of, before there's it committed. There's, there's certainly no horn whatsoever. No, 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 either no, no, of no. these stories. I'll say that out right out right here. Um, the thing is, the these are better than the Divergent Universe <laughs> stories. These these two particular ones. Um, but I came down on it just as kind of this was just kind of a their story for me yeah. as far as as how everything played out. I was like uh, Chrissy. I looked at the length of this thing and I went, "Wow, that's awful short for uh, an Eighth Doctor story for any mainline story." Um, but it probably served well from that idea because there's not a lot going on here. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but there's not a lot going on here, and so it does pace itself very well. They could so, have padded it with some additional attacks from the natives. They and, could you know, have a base under siege story, but they I'm glad they didn't. didn't. Yeah. yeah. It, it helped the story that they didn't pat it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, conceptually, I like the idea of a group of scientists that are watching <laughs> and uninvolving themselves in the history of a planet or human intervention, but 
as Chrissy said, you can't really not have human intervention if you're already watching. <laughs> and you're, that's basically intervention enough. Um, I too there's, thought there's a that, scientific phrase for that. I, I, it's escaping me, but there's a there's a scientific idea and principle of the nothing is truly pure. As long as the, as the, observed. The, once you study the very it, act of observation changes the thing that's being yes, observed. Yeah. yeah, that's certainly true. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. uh, I too thought that Flood was going to be revealed as the master. I was kind of disappointed when I, it was. I was a little too because I thought, oh, hey, this is getting good. I know who that is. I know who that is. Oh no, it's not. Flood, <laughs> Flood would have really made this. If the master had been in it, I think it may have elevated up to. Might that. have, yeah. Certainly. Although it wouldn't. Have, <laughs> How they would have done it. I guess they would have had to just make sure it was an earlier version of the Master. I don't know. Following the TV movie, I mean, he's kind of done until yeah. the Time War. I mean, there's not much you can do with the Master in the Eighth Doctor era. Yeah, that's that's really that's true. The, unless unless he like in Light at the End encounters him before, prior to. Yeah, that's the only way it could work. And after I kind of realized that, I was like, well, it makes sense that he's not the master. But it's still slightly disappointing because he was very master-esque. He, he was very master-esque. And I just, like I said, maybe that's, you know, the, 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 the bane of Who fans is going to look for things that aren't actually there. And we just kind of all <laughs> jumped to that same conclusion that, oh, maybe this is who this is. And we all felt vaguely let down that it wasn't, but at the same time not because... I, I think you would have you, you really would have fundamentally had to change the story at that point oh, to work Most you know, the master in there. So it probably worked out for the best that it wasn't, but yet at the same time, it's like eh, it would have been really cool. I don't know how I feel about the whole mysticism that was part of the planet and everything. I felt like they didn't quite scientifically explain it well enough for no, me. I, I think you're right. I think it, it didn't quite go there. It felt well it felt enough. too mystic, mystic, mystical. Yeah. Um, um, Oh, that that was really my only complaint with it. I mean, it was fast paced. It didn't drag. I had that this girl that had been there for millions of years and, and how sort of yeah, and and they tried to I think driving. they tried to explain it with the poison yeah, and but then because everybody else was wiped out, but yeah, she wasn't because she was in some coma. She was still waiting. and then the spirit was there because of some. They gave it a phrase, but it just was. It was pseudoscience, right. and I, I just never a big fan of when they do. The they tried. Like, they I tried. give them credit for yeah. trying to kind of explain what happened there, but I just felt a I do bit like the timey wimey aspect of the fact that, that the doctor really going cool. to check out. Well, how and, you know from this point to this well, point, how and the progression got what's, from what's, here to here. And what's great about that bit is okay, we've got Keres from the Divergent Universe where there is no time, and him having to deal with these ideas yeah, and that yeah. he can't save these people because well then we wouldn't be here investigating we would and, mess up and the him time trying screen. to wrap his brain around this idea of time that he's never encountered before right, right. and that part I thought was really fascinating Right. Yeah. I totally thought you were going to go a different way with that <laughs> I, I expected you, you to, I, I, I fully expect you to, to, to link up to um, Hyde is it Hyde with the Haunted House? Where he goes into the planet's future and past, and he's taking samples every oh. several million years, and then comes back with a kind of complete picture and goes, "Okay, I've, I've now figured it out." Yeah, well, I, I, I just I totally figured you would have gone there because, well, Matt Smith already did it, so you know. <laughs> I didn't even think of that while watching it because I think because, because it was only just went to one point. It was the, yeah, 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 just the one trip. That's why I never went there. No, I, I, I agree. I, I thought that was 
I thought it was really cool. I went there. <laughs> it's just like in that episode we watched. Um, I continue to really like Karis. Even with the dark side of him and then I trying to beat back and forth. Yeah, I, I flip back and, and forth as well. More in the next one than this one. I thought he was more the good Karis that we wanted to be. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's, it, he, he's very schizophrenic in, in, in some ways because there are times where I really, really like Karis and I love the relationship that he and Charlie have and they've kind of continued that brother thing going well, on. And, and then it was nice that he and the doctor got some one-on-one time. Yeah, that was yeah. cool too. That, that was it really wasn't nice. just an automatic let's pair them up and have the doctor go off and do something else. Yeah. And he and the doctor got to spend some, some time together doing this and the doctor kind of Giving him companion one on one that yeah, no, right. he can't change the past. Going, this is why. If, if Charlie had traveled back there with him, she would have understood. Right, right. And it would, and then the, they wouldn't you be able to convey that. that to, yeah, and, yeah, and you wouldn't be able to convey that to the audience but then either. The, the carriage that shows up in the next one is, I don't know about him yet. Well, I, I, um, I can, I can understand and justify yeah kind of i just say that's that's the next the, one i like well, is better in other lives because there's a little more justification yes as to his more, reaction more than any of at other least time. in this one you know it's it's some of that's the control flood has over him yeah in this yes. one so well and, and well, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll explain more about because the one thing honestly i didn't have a problem with it was the other that i was going okay but um did anybody get a, a final fantasy vibe i don't I'm not familiar are, are you talking spirits with spirits within been a long time since you've ever seen that. Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Okay, um, I don't know how. I'm I'm not a big enough Final Fantasy game person to know how much the movie diverges from that. <laughs> from what I understand, <laughs> yeah, probably quite a bit. They, they they talk a lot in in typical Japanese anime kind of ideas about the planet Gaia having this spirit and that you can pollute it and different things based on stuff. And I kind of got that. That's maybe where we were going with. The, the little girl in the coma, and they're kind of reaching for that idea, but maybe didn't want to pin it down to that specific theory. Well, I think that's why it feels like pseudoscience, yeah. because they, they, it's like they're going to that maybe idea, and then they don't quite go that far, so then they feel like they're having to explain it with yeah. pseudoscience. Well, and I just, I, I almost wish that they'd have just said that the doctor, if the doctor had just said, oh, it's Gaia, that to me would have at least kind of solidified the theory of yeah. what I think they were trying to go for instead of keeping it in this nebulous. Yeah, but still Gaia, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Gaia is still somewhat mystical. Well, it is, but... but what he's saying is they would have at least gone there. They, said, oh, okay, this, it, just, it sort of concludes that, yeah, we're going with the, the supernatural mystery of it all because that's kind of an open concept. But by not quite going there and trying to answer it with pseudoscience and almost because it doesn't Go as it, far it as the and mystery, right but the it line. doesn't answer it scientifically enough. You're in this limbo of, you know, uh, metaphysical and physical. Right, because Gaia, while still m- mystical, there's more science on it than just saying, oh, yeah, sure, we could do that. <laughs> Which is kind of what the doctor said. You know, the, the, the idea that the planet has a race memory, too, I think is just... Short of calling it guy, I just yeah. I, it, it I, kind I, of I, I can uh, see that. Well, now that I think about it, it kind of gives it the forty-two and rings of Akaton aspect of it. Of this planet is alive, like the sun was, or whatever. I still took that to be there was an entity in the sun. Yeah, I did too. Maybe that's my science brain kicking and going. I think that's a, that's part of the problem with that story is they don't clarify that well enough. <laughs> rings. Yeah, we'll revisit that one. We'll revisit that later, but 
There's nothing I, wrong with rings. Rings is an awesome story. Vortex awesome? revisited. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better go back to a town called Mercy then. <laughs> and I found that I can't listen to the song anymore without crying. Oh, so apparently <laughs> they, they did it right. They then. did it right. Because <laughs> I love that song. Because I listen and to it was so great on audio that uh, I have. In the regeneration scene, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah, other than that, I, I kind of. Um, There were things that, that that they set up in this that didn't surprise me at all. Like, okay, we're on this planet where there's no people. Okay, how long before we find people? <laughs> just, oh, there they are. Okay, good. And uh, we're doing horrible things to the natives. Oh, uh, this is going to end badly. Oh, the natives are attacking. All right, good. Okay, we're you know. So it's just kind of Makes like sense. you know. Check, <laughs> what's next on the disaster list? Uh, we should have a natural disaster coming up anytime, like an earthquake or something. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just. I mean, it was kind of almost. A, in, in, in some ways, it was like paint by numbers. Um, but then they turn around and did some other stuff yeah. that it was like, what do you mean this isn't the master? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just oh, he's. You know, and his performance of, oh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a little guy, and I've been, you know, wrongly accused. Totally of all, should have seen know, through that. Blah, blah, blah. And I bought it. I'll admit it. He had me fooled, because I didn't like the scientist guy, so I was kind of waiting for something <laughs> bad to happen to him. And then all of a sudden, the guy's like, Mwahaha, I'm actually the most evil incarnate. I'm like Charles Manson meets Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, wow. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay, so where are we going to go from here? Oh, we're going to mind control carriers and shoot the doctor. What? <laughs> I just <laughs> so you know. I, I thought it struck a nice balance between what I would was expecting out of a Doctor Who story and what and left turn. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> I just I, I, I wish that the science aspects of it could have been a little more nailed down. And I agree. I don't know why it was called Scaredy Cat. I don't her her chance other than that and, little chance of trying to make it creepy. That's the only thing it, I it's, it's, it's one of those for, for the people that complain about Stephen Moffat using nursery rhyme type stuff as prophecy, but then never really it, it, it kind of fell into that realm yeah, of I thing. Agree. You know, I think more so that yeah, no, <laughs> it well, more I, didn't do what it was supposed to because I like Moffat stuff. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that one so well. So that and that's why it's kind of more of a map because there's a lot of stuff that I liked about the story, but then when I got done, I just I felt kind of unfulfilled by it. Yeah. It just just wasn't there. Anything else about this one? I don't think so. Let's move on to other lines. It wasn't in the Divergent Universe. That was a huge <laughs> step up from... <coughs> London, 1851. While visiting the Great Exhibition, the Eighth Doctor, Charlie, and Carez are separated from the TARDIS and each other. While an assassination plot threatens to f- uh, foment revolution and set up a republic, the travelers must reunite or be stranded forever. Okay, this one's kind of a twofold. My first initial reaction. Oh my gosh, you're going to have the same idea that I was. Me. Oh, okay. It was no, kind of have the opposite. It was kind of done, done, done. And then I started thinking about it and dwelling on it and and and, and dwelling on it. And now I think it kind of gets a dun dun dun. Because I think I liked it better after I thought about See, it. See, I'm the opposite. I didn't like it when I was listening to I'm it. I'm the opposite. I'm the exact polar well, opposite. You're my kryptonite. I dun- <laughs> I I would have dun 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 this until I got to the end of the story and I started thinking back over it and I thought what was that? 
No, really, I did because I enjoyed. I, I thoroughly was enjoying I, it. I enjoyed I it all the way through. It was a wonderful story, and everything was going on, and I was enjoying the fact that everybody split off and doing their own things. It's purely historical, and I'm recognizing that about a third of the way into it. I'm thinking there's not going to be any inter- alien intervention unless they surprise me with it. Maybe they will, and then it ke- and it just keeps going and keeps going, and then their stories just kind of play out. Aside from and then come back and meet together, and then it's over. And I went, "What was that?" The resolution I, I, I wasn't very pleased with. That's the one, the one problem. The resolution. Yeah. Is it just it, it just plays out? Yeah, and then they just meet back it. Up it and just, it's it's okay, just, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. and then that's what the, I the, the TARDIS just happens to well, show up three it, days later. When and, it does happen, and I thought, "Oh, okay, that's that's an ending." We, in fact, when I listened to it, I thought, "Oh, that's an ending we don't usually get." Okay. And then I just kept, I thought back over it, and I thought, you know, I liked all of the little aspects of the fact that the doctor is mistaken for this lady's long lost husband, which I thought was a little weird. But then she kind of goes on to explain that she sort of convinced herself of that because of the situation that she's in. It wasn't yeah. like she was being totally deceptive, because I got the impression that I think she wanted to believe that he was him because she played it that way. Yeah. But then when she kind of realizes that, no, I've got this wrong and he's right, he's not who I'm saying he is, then she he goes on through with it. And I thought, how admirable that he goes on through with this in order to help her with, with this you know uncle to be able to get the her to keep the home and the boys. And, all. and so that was really neat. And I absolutely loved Charlie's relationship with the Duke oh, of Wellington. That was such Duke, a wonderful story. The Duke was just well The Duke well was great. Phenomenal. I loved the Duke. And it was... So I was having a great time with that, and the, and then Carissa's thing, which was the, that was the uneasy storyline. That was like, wow, okay, they're going there. This is exactly what would happen if an alien <laughs> yeah. came to oh, yeah. uh, Earth. This is they would end up at a freak show at this time in the eighteen hundreds or whatever. It was. Era, yeah. yeah, I mean, it just I thought, okay, that that is so what would happen, and this just this. I can't remember the uh, freak show owner's name, but Crackles, Jacob Crackles, Crackles. Jacob Crackles. I just hated that guy, and I thought, now, uh, that one does go to a place where... A dark place. Yeah, a really dark place. place that I kind of wish they hadn't, but it's almost, based on what we know of Carissa, it's a a little justifiable. I mean... It's it's more justifiable in this than previous examples, I think. mm -hmm. uh, What he went through and what Crackles did to him. Yeah. Did... Carados cross a line. I think Chris yes. did cross a line. Yeah, and but I don't like that. But, much but you can it. see the 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 line getting him there. Yeah, at agreed. least. So it, de- it depends really on how you want to look at that line. If if we're if we're putting Carados in the same true blue companion category as other people, did he cross that line? Yes, absolutely. We fall into that trap, though. If, if we're putting Kara's in that, well, he is from an alternate universe, and he's still got voices running around his head, apparently, and everything. Was he justified in what he did? Yeah. Well, you know, from, for him, yeah, we, just, we fall, in, really we fall into but, that trap, and that's why we don't like the way that it plays out. We fall into that trap of wanting them to be true blue Oh, companions, yeah. and we're doing something different with Kariz here. We're right. doing something different in this story, and it's it's really hard because <laughs> it, we're it trying like, to meld the two, and it does. You and, can't and it almost do feels like they're trying to do a reverse Turlo. Yeah, maybe a little bit. In, in some ways, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's see. Kariz is uh, Turlo's the closest that you I can, can compare uh, example yeah, wise when I think of Kariz. I, I go to Turlo. And the, I think the, the actor who portrays him just does a, such a phenomenal job. Yeah, he's really good. I just I, I'm still kind of in that 
are you still trying to bash people with a rock <laughs> stage, <laughs> or are you the the turtle I like? You know, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still back and forth on right. it. But you're right; it's just the how. I I, I I think this is going to. I suspect what they're doing is that they're, they're, there's lingering effects, and they're bringing and, and not just bubbling to the surface for no reason. That there is oh, yeah, a master I, I, I for, so for this. Well, and here's hopefully what, it'll make the Divergent universe pay off. <laughs> this is my review of the story. It was a good story. You know what it is though? This story is character development of three characters that I already know. <laughs> Well, yeah. And the way that the stories went and played out was exactly the characters that I'm familiar with. So I, that's, I, why, well, that's why I come down on the fact of, I, as I thought back over it, I thought, huh, maybe I didn't, well, maybe I wasn't as, that's why, I'm, I'm, that's why I go the opposite way, is thinking back over it, I'm like, I should have expected everything that happened. I didn't learn anything more about these characters because because this is a story of character development without developing the characters anymore for me personally because I already know these characters well enough that you didn't teach me anything new and so I just enjoyed the ride but when I got to the end there was no wow so that's that's my that's where I come down on this there was definitely no wow to it I, I kept waiting for something to happen out of left field. Because I, I I could kind of see where it was headed, and I was like, well, maybe will they go that way? And they just kept going that way, and I I, I knew where they were going, but I didn't know if they were actually going to do it or not. And so there there was a nice payoff of listening to it of, oh yeah, okay, yep, that's going to happen. Okay. The red herring here is the fact that they you expect them to ta- do a bait and switch, and, and they, they never do. do. <laughs> uh, the one the one thing that truly surprised me about it. Uh, I completely forgot about Rufus Dimple Squeeze by the time he showed back oh, up. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, nice way to tie that right, back in. Right. I forgot about him, too. Um, I, and I, 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 and the official does a great job, but I could tell that was her as Madame de Roche when they introduced Madame de Roche. Really? Yeah, I could tell it was her. I heard her. I, I, I didn't know. That's India Fisher? Yeah, India Fisher does Madame de Roche, Conrad Westmass, Carriz does Monsieur de Roche, and Paul McGann does Edward Marlowe. I heard Paul at, at the, the end. I can pick Paul at anyway. That's Paul McGann. But yeah, I only did it because I saw the, ca- the uh, cast. Oh, I, 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 I hadn't seen the cast. I did not hear Conrad Westmass in uh, Monsieur de Roche. But so, because I could hear. In the Fisher doing Madame de Roche, I knew that they were going to eventually go to that, okay, she's going to dress up as her. Right. And they, they dropped those nice hints of, oh, yeah, you look just like that person early oh, enough okay. that I, I knew that's what was going to happen. I well, didn't, certainly Careers does not look like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was some nice bits of him not wanting to wear the wig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Okay, now where, where you came down on the, I was, as I was listening to it, I, I was genuinely thinking that it was a little confusing with some of because we've got again these multiple people playing the same characters and, and pretending that we're playing these same characters and mistaken identity, and that's kind of the one linchpin that I fell down on listening to it because I was like, what are the odds that all these people have a duplicate in this time period? I mean, that seems especially Karis, who's not even from this universe, that he that he's going to pass for somebody. Okay, where I mean, yeah, we're going to put a wig on him and make him up, but you know, really, 
it, it just seemed there was a, a lot of force. There's a lot of coincidence. Well, in this. and I'm, I'm I don't know I don't know about you guys in my head. Fate is a fickle. <laughs> in my head, when I'm listening, I still kind of picture Kara's as a termite. I don't know why. Like, I, I picture the mock turtle. Well, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't, I I don't know why he's insectoid, but with the exoskeleton picture, and the. And I picture him as the reptilian character on the Flash Gordon cartoon from when we were kids. I can't oh, remember the character's name, um, but he—he—that's who I picture. Yeah, but with more like a translucent skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that, that's that, who I that, picture. That, that, that's good. That's good. Um, so that—that that was another thing that was a little. How is this going to work? <laughs> I just—I kept—I kept falling back on that. Really, the doctor looks just like this—this—this this, this husband guy. And I—I I struggled through that through the whole listening of it. And it wasn't until we got to the end with kind of the height of ridiculousness. That them? No. no. <laughs> I don't know what this character you guys are talking about, so I'm trying to find out. Um, it wasn't until we got to the end, like the last 20 minutes, where it was kind of the height of ridiculousness of we're attempting to masquerade and we're waltzing through the thing and, and the Duke coming up with, you know, that great exchange of, Karis, Doctor! <laughs> Charlie, Doctor, and everybody's <laughs> saying it, and it's blown the plot completely wide open. And the Duke comes up with leak a story about doubles, <laughs> and then I realized this is a farce. This whole story is not meant to be, even though it has dark things happening in it. It's not meant to be over the top serious. It's meant to be just a fun historical romp. And once I realized that, and then I dwelled on it a little bit, I liked it a lot more than I did when I was listening to it. Because as I was listening to it, I just, I really felt like it wasn't going anywhere, it wasn't doing anything, and it's yet another in a long line of these Eighth Doctor stories. And as much as I like Kariz, maybe he's the bad element, we need to get rid of him. <laughs> I, you know, because it's just not working. But, uh, like I said, dwelling on it, it just, it, it started to come together for me, and it just, it, it kind of gelled a little bit better. Now, I agree with you, Keith, that the end... There needed to be something that caused... I needed a better explanation of why the TARDIS came back other than the the, the line he gave yeah. of it's slipping, whatever. It just slipped and drifted off, <laughs> apparently. It's, yeah, because I, I like the explanation... He didn't have the parking brake on, I yeah, guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the explanation. <laughs> oh, well, they were able to activate it because I took off the controls so you could open the door. I liked that idea. Yeah. And I didn't when we first when the story first started, I thought, "Oh man, they're pulling a canine with Kara's." <laughs> <laughs> Cuz he hasn't been to Earth yet. This is his first time on Earth from what I remember at least from what I remember unless it was future I can. Um so Keith, the, that might have been him. Uh, it might have been the species, but it looked different than I remembered it because I've got a. It's kind of this guy here, which is similar to what you showed, but yours was a little more fan made, I think. Yeah, it was fan made. Yeah, that's him. Gray reptile, right there, green. Oh, his was yeah. Yeah. Okay. Theirs yeah. was it's, his was gray, but it's still the one I'm, I think I'm thinking of. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just. Um, I, I still think that the end. Sorry, it, listeners, for showing pictures <laughs> that you can't see. It would have been nice to have something that tied all these story arcs together. That there was one little linchpin that kind of revealed that 
the doctor had to go do this with this woman because <laughs> the uncle character is somebody who had some dealings with the French ambassador who would have been necessary for Kara's and Charlie to go do their thing. And then when they all met up, the, there, there could have been a neat little tense scene of don't anybody break character and ruin it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, you know, because we've got to get all this stuff resolved and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I kind of wanted that. Now, I'll be honest, what I'm really curious about what adventures did the, the, the French ambassadors have while they were off? Because <laughs> it was three days for That's us. That's a good question. Who knows? I, I well, well, I got the impression I got the impression that, it was instantaneous for them, yeah. nearly. We're led to believe that, but maybe they're just playing it off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they had three years of wandering around the, the universe in the TARDIS and went, this is the greatest thing ever, and then it took them home, and they looked at the scanner and went, aw, the ride's <laughs> over. Okay, we don't say nothing. We just try and buy it from him again. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I just... There you go, Big Finish. There's a whole series <laughs> that you can shoehorn into that three-day period for you. Hey, Keith, you said you liked it from just top to bottom all the way around. Well, I, I, as I mentioned, my kind of complaints with it. I yeah. Other I, than the end, yeah, I did. I, I enjoyed the ride. I expecting a left field turn, not getting it was a nice mm-hmm. kind of change of pace, actually. Uh, yeah. Especially as we, after we get. And I, sort of a left field turn in the one before this. Yeah. So, and I was very kind of meh on it while listening to it. I, I started to like it more and more as we got further and further. I think I got more invested in the situations, like especially with the the wife uh, that the doctor supposedly had, and uh, the, the Duke was so phenomenal. Du- yeah, I, I uh, absolutely loved that character. Uh, they could have taken them. I love he and Charlie's relationship. Yes, they were, they were great. Arthur, and then. Uh, <laughs> The Zachary trying to hit in the middle, and that moment Come when for Zachary. that moment when Charlie just shut up the Zachary, <laughs> and I think that's when yeah, sure. the Duke was like, "Oh, this, yes, I can respect this person." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I started very met on it, and I grew to like it more and more. And then when it ended, I was kind of like, oh, kind of lackluster ending, but overall, the ride was worth it. Yeah, see, it I, again, I enjoyed the ride. It's just as I thought back over it, and I thought they really didn't go anywhere with it. But yeah, I, maybe I liked it because it was a nice reminder of who these characters are. It's been a while since we've oh, been, yeah, I, I, since we've really visited. When you frame these it characters. that way, when you frame it that way. You you had I, I kind of like it better because you're right. We have we've done such different things with the characters. We've explored ca- the characters in such different ways that this is real, really more of a revisiting of this how they truly these, are, yeah. who they truly are. I, th- I think that's I, I, okay. Maybe that's why I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is, and maybe that's why I'm so I, I like enough. But it was because. It feels like it's been a while since we've visited these characters, and so this was just a nice, good refresher. Well, we had that the last story we did, but this was just more of an in-depth look at the characters. It was a return home to the familiar. Yeah. Huh. I like that analogy. I can buy that. <laughs> now, I want to talk about curious. <clears throat> so, the dark part of the story. Mm-hmm. All right, he, he's, he's in the zoo. In the, the sideshow circus thing, and being gawked at and, and, and horrified and uh, scary, right. and justifiably angry over the spectacle that's been made of him, and he threatens the guy, justifiably. But in that 
Doctor Who companion mode, it's an empty threat. We know you're not actually going to do anything right, to this guy. Right. You're just mad and angry and going to, you know, I'll get you when I get out of here. Yeah, okay, whatever. But it's Karen. <laughs> so <laughs> he actually has the ability and apparently the will to yeah. make good on his threat. And so when that scene came, I was really torn because there was a part of me that was totally rooting for him to right. do something horrible to this guy because I did not like I, I, this I, guy. I, I think I almost would have preferred it if he just killed him. I'm curious to know to what exactly he did. Yeah, he, well, he, he left him without the use of his legs at least temporarily. Right. I don't know how broken or you know mangled the guy is, and blinded at least temporarily. Yeah. So. It sounds like he. Uh, it, that's the problem. Is we don't know exactly what he did well, or how permanent these things are. I got right. the impression that they were going to be permanent. Yeah, I, that's kind of where I was left too. And I, I, this is going to sound really strange. The description that followed the threat did not have the appropriately accompanying sound effect. <laughs> did anybody else? I didn't like he says. Oh yeah, I'm not going to save you, but I'm going to do this. And there was there was a noise, but it wasn't the crunching of bones being broken, like with his legs, or the gouging out of eyeballs. Being, you know, I don't know what he did to the guy. Yeah. And my brain was like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not normally like I don't. You know, yeah. there, there are certain times when a noise is quite sufficient to you know fill in that gap. Yes. And, and and sometimes it's like I didn't need to hear that. Right. But I almost think that I needed more than what this was because then when the guy comes back and he's like, "Oh well, I can't see and I have no, I don't have the use of my legs," and the other guy's like, "Yeah, well, I'll take care of you." What did you do to him? <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm still kind of reeling from that, trying to trying to really? figure that out. I, didn't, I just I didn't have that much of a problem with it. So I, I didn't. I, I, don't, just, I, don't I, I like you. It. Just assumed he blinded him and, and crippled him, and so I was just fine with that. I don't know. I, I wasn't fine with it, but I was <laughs> satisfied with the, with the answer given. Answer, yeah, the image. That I, I just, got. you know, if, if you'd heard, and then he came back, I can't use my legs. We've gone, oh, you know. But it's just, it's almost worse not having that because there's, how did he do it? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. More to care is than meets the ear, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the and, and now the the um, the voices in my head tell me not to. Or they they want me to save you, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it, it took me, it took me a minute because I was like, right. oh yeah, I kind of <laughs> forgot about <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that part of it. What do you guys think? Is this? I think it's more peppering in the idea that Kariz is still dealing with his demons, and that we're going to get a lot more of that. In the uh, yeah, I would agree. Because they kind of alluded to that in the last story when he's mm-hmm. when he's having his discussion with Flood about oh I'm a killer too, right. but yeah. that to me felt unlike <laughs> Adric <laughs> trying to get on the side of the vampires. <laughs> that felt very much like Carries is trying to pull one over on the bad right. guy to get the gun well, from him. And, right. and it almost you know? sound, it almost came across in the last one like he was remorseful of his killing. I thought, as opposed to this one where obviously yeah. he wasn't. Yeah, well, well and, and that's the weird thing is when he's talking to the killer, he sounded remorseful, and my thought was, dude, you're not selling it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you're, not, you're, you're not going to convince this guy. But in this one, he was like, <laughs> and whoa, okay. Well, that might have been the way he was written, too. So, well, yeah, that's that true. Has a lot to do with it. Yeah. 
Well, you'd think the actors would kind of be able to carry over the consistency in the character, even if it's written a little differently, maybe shape it a little enough, enough that it, it still stays yeah. consistent throughout the two. But you're right, there's, there's, a, there's quite a difference in the careers from, this, from one episode to the other, one story to the other. Did anybody think the Doctor was tempted to stay? A uh, little bit, little yeah, bit. But, but I, I think, think that was so. I think that was intentional. I, I think the writer was was saying, you know, it's 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 just like um, ten when he was hiding out, yeah, and recognized what kind of life he could have had. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's it's recognizing what kind of life I could lead outside of what I'm I'm doing, and sometimes maybe that's a you know a tempting alternative. But I think he was also if weren't for the kids. Taking her along with him. Yeah. I wonder if it were, if it made him think about Susan and you know oh, whatever yeah. life he had prior to. I wonder if that was maybe part of it. Is that that's a good point for even family nature uh, or human nature, family of blood that that could play into it. Also, thinking of Susan and the yeah. life he had before. Right. Just I never thought of that aspect that, that, of that's, it. That strong attraction to the, the life, life the road not traveled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah normalcy. I don't know. I couldn't Life give long it up. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> Opening that door on, yeah, I couldn't give it up. <laughs> I don't know that I'd even be tempted to give it up. I, I just, where are we going today? I don't know. <laughs> just open the door. Let's go. All right. Well, what do you got coming up on next week on the schedule? Next week on the schedule, Sylvester McCoy. Ooh. Uh, survival. Cat people. Cat people. It's been a really long time since we watched that. And that was no longer available on Netflix. Correct. Right. I think. Yes. Not on Netflix. Not on Netflix. I don't know. I don't know when it was, but it's not now. It was a long time ago. We watched that one at your old place. Yeah. Yeah. Very early on. So that was an earlier. In fact, was that the first? That might have. No, I don't. It might have been your first Sylvester McCoy. Well, I, yeah. No, I thought Delta and the Bannerman was your first Sylvester McCoy. That sounds right. Was it? I think yeah. it is. I think it was. We, the two were pretty close together. We did watch them close together, yes. But I think Delta and the Bannerman was his first introduction to Sill. He <laughs> no, and, so, so, and I are like this now, so, so, so I call so, him so, Sill. Oh. Sill. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Daphne kept calling you. you, you when you said Syl, and I went, I, 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 what? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not that Syl. <laughs> okay, I got you. I'm with you. <laughs> Syl, that's in the coin. Other Syl. Yeah. Got it. Um, so, yes, that is... Uh, the Syl we'll be hanging with. So the Syl we'll be hanging with, yeah. yes. Uh, and the reason that we're doing that... And, 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 some people wonder why it's the madness behind the mayhem. Because, yes, there are other stories that we haven't I reviewed yet. people do. <laughs> No, go ahead. <laughs> well, then I won't talk about it. No, 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 no go I'm ahead. curious now. No, go ahead. I think oh. we're the only ones curious on what your thought process is. I don't think the listeners do. I think the listeners are. You've already reviewed that one. Why are you going to do that? Oh, okay. That? Maybe you're justification. I, I, I guarantee you, Chris, he's going, when are you going to get to Caves of Andrasani? Why are you making me watch Cat People again? <laughs> Not to mention, there's still Paradise Towers you haven't done. Yeah. That is a Sylvester McCoy. Go ahead. Well, and the, did and we the, tweet along the survival? I don't think we did. <laughs> I think so. Did we? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, we will this time. We will this time. If we didn't, I'm we pretty, will. I'm pretty sure we will we this time. But um, the Three. reason that we're watching one that we've already watched is because next week we have a fun show 
You might even say it's a game show. <laughs> Not that kind of game show. <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to talk fun and games. We're going to talk uh, a bunch of Doctor Who games that are uh, uh, available and uh, kind of review them and give you our thoughts on them. Maybe even Yahtzee if I can scrape together another 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Stop buying minifigs. <laughs> Vinyls. Um so yeah, we're, uh, as of right now, we're going to be talking about. We're finally getting the official traveling the vortex review of Doctor Who Legacy on the docket. Yay! So that you can stop listening to us talk about how I'm cool it excited. is, and instead listen to us talk about how cool it is. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and the uh, next week, you can hear us talk about how cool it is. Yeah. After that, and um, because uh, I'll continue to talk <laughs> about it as long as it stays awesome. I have to play it a whole bunch to try and catch up to Glenn by next week. <laughs> um, we're also going to be working on the Doctor Who card game. And we will probably have a brief mention of Doctor Who Monopoly, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> Doctor Who <talk>. Yahtzee. <laughs> I don't know. We'll just we'll throw a bunch of stuff in there for you. And then the following week, we're going to. Uh, I will be at Galley, uh, so the guys will be holding down the fort with Friday Night Who with Mark of the Ronnie to celebrate the fact that we've got uh, Colin Baker there at uh, at Galley. And then the book reviews, which hopefully I will be able to Skype or or send in an audio file or something with my book review, the one. Okay. Um, uh, assuming I get it done. We'll make it work. And you guys will be doing the others. Uh, which, one more time, your homework, if you're wanting to read along on the books, is Harvest Time by Alistair Reynolds, which is a third Doctor story that Keith is reading. Wait, are you doing Harvest Time? No, I'm just <laughs> Keith is doing Harvest Time. I almost read this backwards because I, I skipped over the first part of my paragraph. It says Harvest Time by Alistair Reynolds while Glenn. And I, I ran that no, all I'm together. Not doing like, <laughs> so Glenn's doing Harvest Time. No, Glenn is not doing Harvest Time. Keith is doing Harvest Time by Alistair Reynolds, third Doctor Story. Glenn is doing 10th Doctor Story, Resurrection Casket by Justin Richards. And I will be attempting to read Spiral Scratch by Gary Russell, which is a sixth Doctor Story. And I don't say attempting like I'm already anticipating it being a bad story. I say attempting because I don't know what my week's going to look like. It's going to be busy. So. You're going to have to do it the first part of the week. Yeah. Well, I could do it on the plane, but... Oh, well, yeah. Depending on how Is it a it. long one? I don't know. I haven't looked yet. <laughs> so, there's that. All right. And then it's Galley and everything. All bets are off. All bets are off. It'll be crazy, so... Cool. I got the ribbons ordered Yay. this week, Ooh. officially. And then, um, what else did we do? We're uh, starting I wish to, we could be there with you. Starting sure. to put together the itinerary to try and figure out what we want to do when and when's so-and-so available for autographs and when we're going to go do the picture thing and, you know, kind of put that whole nonsense together and got, what else did I do this week? Got the hotel and the rental car and the flights and kind of the whole shebang all lined up for that, so... Right. And you'll be taking us along with you in with you in our in your uh, luggage. luggage. Yes, <laughs> I bought a big bag. <laughs> it's a Tardis bag. It's bigger on the inside. It's you Mary probably Poppins would bag. end up paying Hopefully more it's for heavier the, on the, the inside than the outside. Yeah. You'd be paying more for the uh, baggage check than you probably would a ticket for each of us individuals. Here's here's the thing. I I, I was actually thinking about the, not necessarily in relation to that, but I was thinking about this the other day, where they talk about. Um, when, uh, uh, which of the e-space stories was it? They talked about the weight of the TARDIS. And yeah. Ramana said something in effect of, well... It was Warriors Gate. Warriors. Was it Warriors Gate? Yeah, because they were talking about the weight of the TARDIS and they were talking about the weight of the uh, ship because it was made out of White Star Alloy or something. Yeah, like that. because uh, how do we... Mm-hmm. No, no. Was it? No, it wasn't Warriors Gate. It wasn't Warriors Gate. It was uh, the first one. The first one. Because she's there with Adric. Because that's Ramana how, they, how the, the about savages it pick it up. The marshman. Oh, I picked it up, that's right. It up that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they I were trying to because they were yeah. going to use it as a battering ram or something. Um, and I, I thought about that, and it's like, 
Okay, so bigger on the inside does not equate to mass because we've seen the TARDIS picked up and put on the back of Marco Polo picked it up, mm-hmm. put it on the back yeah. of the cart. We've seen policemen pick it up, put it on the back of trucks. We've yeah. seen unit soldiers pick it up with helicopters. Obviously, <laughs> the thing cannot weigh what it should weigh. I would think it would, it would be relative to what its chameleon circuit is. When it was the organ, it would be weight relative to the organ. That brings up an interesting theory on how the chameleon circuit actually works. We may have to investigate that at a later date. Sure, Glenn looks really confused. Well, I, I, <laughs> no, it not I, maybe just it just a, kind of just perplexed me field, there because... But, yeah, it's not just a visual. It physically I, I, turns it into I'm that. I'm really item. trying to think of it. It's never been anything that didn't have probably equal weight mass. Because the Oregon even probably, probably close to the weight close of a, to the weight of a police um, box. Well, would the master's uh, clock... Way it's grandfather clock be not way a lot less. less. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's that's an excellent question. Because the monks, the monks was an altar, was yeah. stone altar, which I would imagine that's a good heavier. Point. Be heavier. That's a good point. Uh, what was is. the other thing? That, not the organ. What was the other thing it's that turned into a weird that story? pillar? That weird ornate that cabinet. Yeah, I would think the pillar. Well, that's what, uh, it's, what, what, it's, was, what it's made yeah, of. I, think, I got the impression it was like some wood cabinet-like pillar. Yeah. Shipping anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just it, it occurred to me that the the whatever the outside of the ship is, whether it's tied into the communion circuit or not, obviously is not the same as what the inside is because the yes. outside's infinitely bottomless. No. <laughs> you know? How did so. we go down this path? <laughs> Luggage. Luggage. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.